Welcome to Two Dudes, One Chick Flick. We're still here. I'm your host, Kenny Loggins. Oh, nice. I will also be a host tonight, uh, Willard. We'll, I'll be going by Willard. <laughs> Dude, you are Willard. Uh, once, you, once you learned how to dance, it, it was a game changer. Right. I also didn't learn how to dance in high school, though. It was maybe like third grade. Third grade? Third grade. I don't know. You think that brings up a... I mean, you, you're already getting to one of the points I'd like to ask you about later. What's it like transferring schools? Well, we can... Well, we should maybe you're, like... You're one person who could talk about that. We should maybe talk about... Uh, what we're what we're watching, what we did watch. Well, listeners, if you haven't caught on already, I know that we movie, just kind of like spoiled it all. There, <laughs> did we spoil it? I don't know if anything's been spoiled. Uh, spoiled, spoilt, spoiled. We watched for this show, Footloose. Got a Footloose. The iconic Kenny Loggins song. <laughs> I will go on record as saying that after watching this movie again for it's been a little bit, but the soundtrack on this movie is fucking A plus. Dude, A plus plus. <laughs> <laughs> you find yourself just constantly like just going, let's hear it for the boy. <laughs> let's give the boy hand. Or the uh, I need a hero. I need a hero. Dude, that one is <laughs> so like good. epic ballads. Just that like left endless. and right, man. Just like fucking getting you going. It's like it's like everything you're hearing in your ears coming through your ear canal and into your brain is just lights out. And yeah. then everything you're seeing on the screen during those songs also lights out. Right. I I mean I found myself at one point, like while I was watching the movie, listening to those songs, my like my foot started to move a little, you know, like a little <laughs> toe tap, you know, I was like, Oh uh, my god, uh, they're just like mind fucking us into dancing. <laughs> It started with the foot tap, and then you found your knee to be shaking a little bit, and then, and then suddenly your hip, right? Wasn't your you're, hip, you're, your you're just like you're bu- you're busting a sweat, man. You're just getting it going <laughs> in your living room. Your dog's barking. You don't. They don't know what's going on. But you're just in the shorts. You're just feeling it. I was wearing pants. It got too warm because of all the physical activity I was doing. I had to put shorts on. Sweatbands. Sweatpants. Sweatbands. Sweatbands. Did you wear any? Is what I'm asking. Were you getting what rainforest sweat sweaty? Oh, you sweat get, like around the like, like a headband, you know, uh, put on the wrist or like wrist close to the scarf. elbow, like Kobe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't wear any of those. Okay. Well, I would Although, argue that like the very the next time I go to my coveted bar, I think, I think, uh, I think some sort of sweat catching apparel. You need to would walk in with a red, white, and blue striped headband, uh-huh. and then just start yelling as soon as you get in. I tell everybody I'm with the Harlem Globetrotters. What's up, motherfuckers? <laughs> Somehow I feel like they wouldn't believe you. They're like, they're like, dude, I've seen you in here before. You are not a Harlem Dude, you're in here every Thursday, Friday, Saturday. You're like 40. Why? What, we, we see you every... You stand out. Just stop. <laughs> I love uh, that neither of us is going to bring up the fact that I don't have necessarily the build of a Harlem Globetrotter. Right. I and just that, said like, that's not the reason. It's the other reason. It's that it's that they see me a lot. Right. I said you know I don't think they believe that. I, I was just rolling with kind. it. Thanks for being kind to me. Mm-hmm. 
uh, I would go ahead and say though this movie starts off hot with the opening little the dance scene, but all you really see is the feet. Yes, which I know is probably like really conflicted emotions for you because how much you hate feet. I hate feet. But there were some cool shoes in there, and it's funny because some of those shoes like are still trendy today. Or are they trendy again? Well, well you know I mean? regardless, they've circled back around to being trendy. Yes. So even if they're they've, trendy nowadays, I mean, some of those, you know, like Chuck Taylors, those are kind of timeless. You know, those have been, yeah, for the most part, they've, they've steady, never left us. Never left us. And here they are again. So the first thing I want to pick apart. Okay. Well, well, did you? Oh, I guess I should. Uh, you want me to do the keep the uh, house, keep the house for a minute, and then maybe tell us what your star rating is. It's a four star. It says he moved to a small town where dancing is outlawed. This big big city kid is going to wage rebellion with his feet. <laughs> Love it. Love that. Okay. So, yeah, Kevin Bacon moves from Chicago, even though he has the worst Chicago accent. It's more Terrible. like a like Northeastern accent, I feel like. Jump back. <laughs> oh, my God. We, we, <laughs> we, that's my favorite line of, of any movie ever. That movie, that's, that, jump back. Like, jump I'm gonna, we're, back. Can we bring that back when someone I'm, says I'm something astounding? I'm working jump on it. Jump back. Jump back. It's he's great. Like, he's like, nah, man, dance is not allowed in here. Jump back. <laughs> what? <laughs> so this movie's supposed to be set in Oklahoma, but there are mountains. I saw the mountains several times. I thought it was an Iowa town. No. Then I had to change my mind. I was like, maybe it's a little further west than that. Maybe like a South Dakota or something. No, no. They, 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 it's in Oklahoma, even though they mention Kansas <laughs> and Arkansas. Okay. Which... How how lovely of a state is Oklahoma, and how lovely of a state is Kansas? Yeah, we know. Well, one is definitely way worse than the other one, but still, the other one is so way way worse than any other state. <laughs> okay, Oklahoma sucks, but Kansas sucks way more. So this movie was actually filmed in Utah. Oh, that would explain the um, mountains. Yes. I feel like we may have went by those mountains. Gone by. Yes. We went past them, their mountains. <laughs> See, in that sentence, you actually used went correctly. Right. I'll, I can empathize with that. Then you throw fucking them there and there, and you're like, oh, okay. I so get the joke. what I'm saying is, is that if it was filmed in Utah, wouldn't it have been more believable if they just said it was in Utah? Because there's so many Mormons and like crazy rules just in Utah in general, like weird laws about alcohol and right. marriage. That's and a, yeah, that's a really good point. Why didn't they just call it? Like, why doesn't he just drive out to Utah? And yeah. they have they have southern accents out there, like you know, like uh, they, they just have like whatever country accents is what everyone has. Accents. Yeah. So, so they could have they could like literally they they just subtract the Oklahoma sentence that they used. Like, did they ever say it? I never got. I, never I don't. Got e- they don't think they ever explicitly say it. They say where one town is in a state nearby that isn't yeah. actually. Oh, that's right. But like the plates are Oklahoma plates. Mmm. I don't know. I mean, I just feel like that was an easy like connect the dots thing there that they could have done yeah. instead of 
let's just let's just call it Utah. I wonder if there was somebody in the you know the staff room before they start filming. They're like, hey, if we're gonna film in Utah, why don't we just call it? Why don't we change the plot to Utah? Right. And then the director's like, ah, 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 ah. Him, Screw him, this. With him and his seven sister wives, he's like, no, 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 no. You don't How talk about you. you don't talk bad about Utah like that. <laughs> you don't. You do not talk bad about Utah like that. Don't. <laughs> don't. <laughs> First day of school, rocking the pinstripe suit. Did you? Did you? Uh, did you like that? With a tie on. Yeah, skinny tie. Mom says. Mom says, "Hey, uh, maybe save the tie for later." He's like, "Fuck off, mom." I'm wearing the skinny tie, and it's a child. It's a child's tie. That tie is maybe I don't know. I mean, a normal tie might be. I mean, you help me out here, uh, Willard. It's got to be what twenty four inches long at least. I don't know. Not everyone wears ties that are like to their knees, like you do. So I don't wear ties to my knees. I wear ties to my belt buckle. There is a. There's a difference between there a man's is a, tie and a child's tie. That kid, he. He's wearing a child's tie. It's so short and tiny. Kenny, correct me if I'm wrong or not. Is your fashion style not to find clothes that fit you and then go up three sizes? <laughs> Once upon a time it was. I feel like it still is. Man, I've been trying to get better about it. Right, right. Here's the fact, listeners. I grew really fast over a short period of time in my teenage years. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Time out. You haven't grown since sixth grade. I know. I'm saying, as a teenager, but you say grew, teenage years. You make it sound like you grew like seven inches between your junior year and senior year of high school. Okay, I'll rephrase. From eleven to twelve. Okay, much better. I grew, I grew seven inches. I mean, I became a six foot tall man that you that you would see me as today. <laughs> right. And uh, since then, I'm just always afraid of buying sixty dollar pair of khakis. That are not going to fit me in six months. But now that I'm, you know, the age that I am now, right? Uh, nothing to be ashamed of. I'm just older, and I'm not going to grow anymore. I'm st- I'm trying to buy clothes that fit me more. But I've never worn clothes that fit me, so I don't really know what to like. What am I? What am I looking for? Do I want something that shows my butt? Do I want something that doesn't show my butt? Correct me if I'm wrong. Would, are there not people that work at stores that know how clothing fits and you know what? best like you know fits you and shows off your curves in the, the most appropriate manner that's possible yeah just walk in the store one day and be like hey <laughs> i want some jeans that fit me well and show off my ass so all the pretty I, ladies will stare at me i show them my visa as soon as i walk in i say this is yours just get me clothes that fit me right that and then that, i lay it down then i lay it down on the desk and they're like oh Right, and that might, uh, yeah, yeah, okay. You think that'll backfire? Maybe, maybe not. Off a little strong. There are also online services that will uh, cater to your needs, and they'll ask you questions about what you want. But, but see, aren't we? We all know that I'm not going to answer these questions well. This is true. Like I don't know. I can wear uh, a 38, or I can wear <laughs> a 30. Which do you prefer? <laughs> Pretty much. The 38 thing, listeners, is not a joke. I had pants that were 38s. You were 38s and you were conservatively 124 pounds? <laughs> that's a conservative. That's a good, yep. Within 10 pounds of that, yep. Yep. So. 
at six Made foot tall. Big, at six foot some tall. Big mistakes there in my wardrobe for a long time. All right, let's get back. To let's get back to it. So I have a theory already. Okay. Is John Lithgow's character in this just his character in Third Rock from the Sun, but like pre-alien skin invasion? <laughs> oh. Like is John Lithgow's character in Third Rock from the Sun the preacher who was just inhabited by an alien? Is mainly what I'm like saying. Like he's been taken over. Yeah. By the alien, or before he's taken over by the alien. The, because in Third Rock from the Sun, he's the alien. Right. That's what I'm saying. He's, he's it's, it's before he's taken over by the alien in Footloose. Yeah. And he's just like a very kooky professor. <laughs> yeah. Still yeah. has a way with words because he's a professor, but just not right. a preacher. Right. And yeah. <laughs> uh, Oklahoma, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of UFO activity around there. Wow. I was going to laugh you out of the building until you said Oklahoma, and I thought, now this is believable. Right. If I were an alien, I would definitely want to inhabit an, an Oklahoman's body. No one would know the difference. You know who would know, you know, who know the difference? You would. Garth Brooks? Willard, Willard would. Willard would? Willard, Willard would know. He would know. Yeah, John Lithgow, uh, like an angry preacher. In the whole movie, he's and like kind of. He's angry, but he's not. He's still not totally unlikable. Like he's still kind of yeah. level-headed, which is weird. He's like the he's like the guy where you're like you're like man one on one I can really handle this guy, but when he's in a crowd, I hate everything he says. Right, but he's like one of those charismatic leader types that just gets the yeah. crowds going. Which yeah. I don't understand why they didn't just go ahead and go over the top with this character and just make him like a complete asshole, completely. Like, you know, not believable. Like, no one's this bad of a person. But they actually kind of made him a real complex character. Yeah. Because on, on one hand, he is this emotion-driven preacher who tries to get to his congregation through the emotion, emotional side. And he says that. And then on the other hand, he's, got, he's also a father who's lost a child. Spoiler. Yeah. Uh, and that makes him... Uh, you know, in the in the realm of moderation, he ends up on the very far conservative side, where he's like, "Well, uh, let's just let's just remove. We've we've taken the drugs, we've taken the alcohol. Now let's take away any uh, dancing, because dancing and music are what <laughs> right. Are it's what like oh, okay, you know, this is this is like this is pretty solid logic. Like why someone crazy events, extreme events, would cause someone to you know, extreme reactions. And then it's like outlaw music, outlaw dancing. It's like, okay, there goes completely not being believable anymore. Yeah, we went far. Well, dude, I could see that happening in some crazy Oklahoma town. And I mean, the crazier character was the book, book burning guy. Yeah. <laughs> well, the whole town was all about like not anyone reading. Is this 1981? Like, or that's is like, this like... Fifteen, fifteen. Where is it? Where's what's going on? <laughs> so, though, like the first scene, though, whenever they have the like, it's not a chicken. It's well, they kind of have a chicken with the semi. Whenever the main girl, who God, she might be oh the most my. annoying main leading lady of any movie I've ever seen. She's not likable. She's not. No, you not don't want Kevin Bacon to be with her. 
And you don't want the other, you don't want the bad guy to be with her either. You're like, oh, no. she doesn't deserve anybody. Chuck fucking sucks, man. His name is Chuck, and he is not fun. <laughs> Chuck is her boyfriend, her first boyfriend. Chuck is the guy in the truck. The bad guy, yeah. Yeah. He's, he's just out for trouble, listeners. That's all he wants. So she's out there. Basically, it, they just paint the picture that she is completely, like, just super reckless. She's, if I might say, she's off the reservation. Right. She is batshit crazy. And I don't know if they're just yeah. trying to live up to the like stereotype that she's a preacher's daughter. Preacher's daughter. And, and there's two routes she could go. She could be the one who's like, what's her name in uh, uh, Walk to Remember? Mandy Moore. Right. Or, ooh, that would be a good movie to watch, by the way. <laughs> that, I mean, noted. My, noted. Might be my next pick. Okay. Uh, or, or you go the other route where you rebel against against it. And she went, <laughs> obviously... Off the reservation. <laughs> or oh, I didn't and know if it was first in the in the and you like you said, kind of our intro to her. She's she's like climbing from one car to a she's truck. literally straddling two cars, a car and a truck, in the middle of the highway, in the middle of nowhere, and then from the distance you can see a semi barreling towards them. And this is the part I don't understand. Explain to me the movie magic where they're getting really close to the semi. The guy's driving who is way far away. You know, he's five, six feet away from the other window where she, her foot is. He, in one motion, leans over, grabs her, pulls her in the truck, and then simultaneously dodges the semi. The, the picture that needs to be verbally explained a little better is that she's like one leg on the window of the truck and one leg in the window of the car, she's still leaving. Correct. So it's not like she's halfway in and he's like just giving her like an extra boost. Mm-hmm. Somehow he pulls off some like crazy Batman swipe where he grabs her at the waist and rips her in and it just wouldn't ha- like she couldn't fit in. It wouldn't have happened. It's impossible. No it's way. It's impossible for her for him to have one reached her, but also in one smooth fluid motion. <laughs> To have gotten her in through the window without somehow breaking a leg of hers, or yeah, there's no way. It just it couldn't have happened. Did you notice this a couple seconds later when they finally get to the mall shop where mm-hmm. she turns on the radio? Yeah. Uh, they mention her sniffing glue, huffing glue. <laughs> yeah, they're like, "What's wrong with you? You've been huffing glue or something?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought I was like, okay, because I thought. Is she just wild, or was she high? Cause she, while she's up there, it looked like she kind of welcomed that truck. Well, you know see, what I mean? that's what I wondered if she's just so like, like you know, off her rocker because of all the crazy stuff that's happened in her life that she just doesn't give a yeah. shit anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. She's like got nothing to lose. Yeah, her older brother died in a bridge accident. Because they Several were years drinking prior, and that's when they, after a dance or something along those lines. After a dance, yeah, that's right. And then that's when they said, you know what, we're not listening to music anymore either. So they Both ha- cars died. So they, they were playing highway tag, that's what it was. So they have which a, I don't know what that is. Uh, it sounds like what they were playing there, I don't know. Sounds like, sounds like, you, tat, like you just bump cars and that's tag, you're I it. I don't know, it sounds dumb is what it does. So like, then yeah. there's like a little break and it goes to Kevin Bacon at his family's, like his... Extended family's house and some other people were there, and they were talking about it, your book guy shows up again talking about how they just banned a book at the school, which is Slaughterhouse, Slaughterhouse Five. Five. 
Yeah. And Kevin Bacon's like, oh, yeah, it's a great book. It's a good book. That's and, what he says. And he, little Chicago and the guy, Yeah, and the guy's like, oh, it's deplorable or something. I don't know. Sorry, Donald Trump fans. Um, he... <laughs> And then he and then he said it's a classic, and they're like, "Well, I don't know about you, Huckleberry Finn. Uh, Tom Sawyer's a classic, which is hilarious to me that it gets painted. It's like incredibly racist book, you know, yeah. in parts of oh. it. Yeah, but it's a you know it's a classic and it's wholesome. So right, Mark Twain wasn't like writing it to be racist. He was just writing out of the time. You know what I mean? Um, yes, I know. It wasn't like, oh man, I really want to be racist in this book. It's like, this is just Missouri in 18, 1815. Not that that's good. I'm against <laughs> I it. I think you're treading thin water. We just need to go ahead to the next spot. So yeah. then they go, and it flashes, and it's dark, but then it acts like they just showed up to this little malt shop, the high spot, if you will. Yeah, 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 yeah. How long Everybody's did it take for there. them to drive? Everybody's there. There. I don't know. They must have been, they must have been driving around in Kansas somewhere. Probably. They got lost and were like, God damn it, Kansas. Yeah. yeah. So, like, every movie has, or a team movie usually has, like, one of these spots. Did, I mean, did we, have a, yeah. did we have a spot like this growing up? Because I don't remember. Dude, Was Taco Bell? <laughs> My older sisters talk about Giovanni's being that oh, at a certain point. Yeah, I don't remember that. Giovanni's, though. Man, let's, not it. you want to go on a little tangent about Giovanni's buffet? Because we can do that again. <laughs> mm. Dude, for seven fifty. I could I could spend the rest of my life there. <laughs> so I love so like they get to the high spot and they're all like pissed off at her and then they're chilling there for a little bit and she's like pulls out this tape and she's like it's a smuggled tape which just that whole like notion of a smuggled cassette tape really <laughs> cracks me up. She like yeah. kicks it in the the little boombox on the hood of the truck and then the entire the entire malt shop place just starts like tapping their feet. And my favorite part of that scene was the short order cook who's like yeah. doing his job regularly. And then all of a sudden yeah. he starts like spinning around and like grabbing yeah. receipts and flipping burgers. <laughs> <laughs> or the like, guy on the, the guy on the Pac-Man machine who's like got a hand on the joystick and is still like jumping around. Like he can't control himself because the music just feeds his soul. I love how there are girls in the bathroom, like getting ready and smoking cigs and just chilling. So, and they're like, they can hear the music too somehow, magically. Everyone can hear this little tiny boombox on the top of a truck, and, and everyone the, kept talking, but like was dancing. Right. And then talking. John Lithgow shows up, and oh, then everyone so subtly, a hand presses upon the eject. But right from I mean, out of frame, you just kind of see it appear. A hand, you're like, "Oh shit!" And, and it's uh, and it's John Lithgow, and he takes it, and he just walks away. Oh, no, he, he no, he says, "Your mother was afraid you didn't have any money." Which, oh, wait shit. a minute, like I don't know how far away that this is from their house, but what parent like goes out of the way to make sure their kid, teenage kid, has money to waste at a fast malt, food place, the malt, the malt at the high malt shop. I mean, must, yeah, must, they just say, "Ah, fuck them. They'll be all right." <laughs> yeah, yeah, they'll 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 uh, they'll starve. But like, how yeah, many a, times does he catch his daughter doing shitty stuff, and he never really he doesn't get super angry like you expect him to? Because you're just right. waiting for him to just blow up and be crazy. Yeah, somehow he's like super patient in that moment where he's like, "I could he could explode on the whole 
crowd right there, you know. He could talk, he could give him one of his sermons, and instead he just gives her a $5 bill and is like, you know, we were worried about you. And also, like... I feel like that would hurt, that would just sting so much. When he cuts the music, everyone stops. Even the girls in the bathroom smoking cigarettes who don't, who, I don't, like, they can't see him, so how do they know what's going on? And they everyone, the music they all look scared, though. They're like, oh, shit. Because it's the preacher man, John Lithgow. Exactly. They're afraid. All of the hair in this movie is hilariously awesome. I meant to say that when you brought up the clothes earlier, I didn't get to. The hair is amazing. It is I great. Mean, Kevin Bacon's hair is so feathered. <laughs> like, a, like an ostrich. You know who I secretly like in this movie? And it might be the only movie I've ever liked them before in. SJP. Yep. Ah! Yep. <laughs> she's like pretty likable in this movie. And she's cute. She's and she, this she's is like really cute. Obviously, this is before she was like sucking the soul from Matthew Broderick. <laughs> so, like, so she can, you know, like feast off his essence so she can live forever. <laughs> Isn't like, that a South Park plot? She's like a horse who. I have no idea. Matthew, anyway. Mm-hmm. Sarah Jessica Parker. She is adorable. Is she in any other movies as like a youngster? Like a uh Hocus she in Mystic Pocus? Pizza? She's in Hocus Pocus, but that's you know, probably ten years a later. A decade later, yeah. yeah. I would even argue that's her second best movie, <laughs> Hocus Pocus. Yeah. yeah, she's good in Hocus Pocus too. Uh-huh. She's not I I you won't listeners, you're not gonna find us listening to a lot of Sarah Jessica Parker or watching a lot of Sarah Jessica Parker movies around here. And if you suggest them, then fuck you. Just kidding. <laughs> we'll just be happy that someone's listening to us, so we'll probably do what you tell us to do. We'll probably watch it, and, and we'll talk about you know, her. And how much she sucks. How much she sucks and most of everything else. Her and the Family Stone? Oh, man. Woo! We need to do that movie. We will do that movie for sure. That one is brutal. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, Kevin Bacon comes into school, and Chris Penn, like, right away is, like, giving him shit, and then Kevin Bacon gives him shit back, so then they find, like, a little camaraderie, because they're, like, they're just one of the bros, you know, they're just palling around. Right. So Chris Penn... He's like, hey, watch where you're going, man. You're supposed to to keep your eyes on a road. Bacon's like, fuck off, fucker. (laughs) And And then Chris Penn's like... I like you, man. Where are you from? <laughs> it was like a freaking flash. Right. He's like, why don't you eat lunch with me today? And then they ate lunch. And then that's the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Yep. That's, that's probably how we started, don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. I ran into you and you I, were said, tie. I, I said, I like, said, yeah. You don't wear the tie anymore. Yeah. I said, fuck going. you. And you're like, you want to go eat some pizza backwards? Let's go eat some pizza crust first. <laughs> uh, that's yep. exactly how our. Our, origin, or, or, our meat cute, our origin story happened. <laughs> oh, that's good. So I, I love the really nonchalant, I'm probably skipping ahead a little bit here, when they're practicing gymnastics, when it's just Kevin Bacon and Chris Penn. <laughs> and a parallel bar. And, that's right. it. <laughs> and they are, this is the most ridiculous thing. They're just nonchalantly talking about the town. I think it's when they start to talk about. The girl. It? Yeah, they talk about the girl. He's like, he's like, uh, I think she's kissed a lot of guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. And Kevin Bacon's doing like triple round offs off the parallel bar. 
park. Yeah. And then just like gets done and just like, so yeah. And then just like casually go. Okay, time out. What Oklahoma school high school has a gymnastics team? Yep. Is that a is that a big thing in Oklahoma? Because I would think <laughs> football and maybe wrestling would probably our, be. I would love to hear from our Oklahoma listeners about this. Let us know. Is there a thing in? Is there a male gymnastics thing in the eighties that was super huge? Because Kevin Bacon doesn't even he doesn't even eventually he's cut from the team. But it it so, was so because was of like, politics, not really. Yeah, no. but I, that mean that that uh, obviously that means that they still have a big enough team to compete. Like he wasn't a necessary, right? It's not like Christy Yamaguchi just joined the team and I they think, were. Gonna, I think she's a figure skater, isn't she? I mean, figuratively speaking, I'm I'm kind of just bringing her metaphorically. Okay. To me. Okay. Okay. <laughs> to the realm of gymnastics. Uh. Okay. Okay. But he's cut. He's cut from the team. In that scene, though, where they're just talking about the girl, I think it's funny because Chris Penn is just chalking his hands the whole time. <laughs> yeah. He's just like, man, I'm ready to get up on this bowl once Bacon gets down. I, I feel like I didn't double-check it, but I feel like I had read something before that Kevin Bacon actually did some of that stuff in that scene. You know, I I think so. And in, in the dance scene, if you check that out, um, like his big, like, I don't know, when he's blowing off all that steam in the warehouse. Oh, yeah, we got to get to that. That's the great. That's what <laughs> next. But uh, but what I think in both of those parts, I so I was watching this movie with a friend. A friend. A little lady. What and uh, what did she have to say? She. We both agree. We could not get over. We we couldn't get over how good some of these moves are. How just perfect they were. And I was like, I believe Kevin Bacon could pull off fifty percent of the stuff he was doing. Like maybe he's just a gymnast, and we don't know. I think but, he was a gymnast in high school or yeah, something. I feel like some, I read that. Some of those were just crazy, like really professional. And if you, if you focus on his arms, you can see a real difference in sometimes it, they're kind of like – I mean they're still kind of cut, but they're just skinnier arms. And then there's a few scenes like where the face is clearly darkened out and it's, uh, it's just like a really ripped dude. Can we talk about how good Chris Penn looks in this movie? Yeah, dude is dude is felt in this movie. He's, he's I, I, you know, that dance move that he's he's kind of famous for in the um, "Let's Hear it for the Boy" montage. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the end, when he does like the the he holds himself up by his two arms, and then he's like throwing his legs right, up, like left leg goes under his right arm, and then right leg under his, like kind of like a swivel pommel horse kind of thing. right, like a break dancing move. That is a hard move. Did you try it? Did you say, yeah. it, fuck, if Chris Penn can do this, I can do this, and you're trying to impress your friend, the and then you broke your coffee table, right? <laughs> Is that what happened? Else. Whoa, whoa. You broke my coffee table. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, I, I don't have a coffee table, but I would have broken it. With, okay. I would have tried it really hard. But he does. He's skinny. He's really, he, you know, he's doing a good job. He's doing a good job he's staying fit. Easily my favorite person in this movie. Chris Penn. Listeners goes on to star in a few uh, movies. Willard, can you think of any? Uh, I can't think you of know, any. Generally, he's a certain type of character. He's always like a goon, like a mob guy. I guy can't think like of... A New York City cop or something. Yeah, like, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Okay. Um, now, I can think off the top of my head, I can think of two movies. And, uh, and I was correct on both of them. I looked up to see if there were any more, and the other ones I really wouldn't have known for. So these two that he's really huge in, Corky Romano, 
And I think God. you and I saw that in theaters. I don't think I did. I don't think I, I would have wasted my time. I think you and I saw that in theaters. The year 2000. We welcomed the millennia with a... Uh, in the year 2000! Yeah, exactly. Um, and then um, the other movie is Starsky and Hutch. Oh, okay. I can definitely... It's like an extra cop in there. Right. He's Do not, it. Do no. it. Um, no, he's not a mob guy. I, I know. I know. Oh, I was just quoting the movie. No, it's a good. Do it. Open the trunk. Do it. Do it. Do it. Open the trunk. So early in the movie, though, there. Who's your guy? What? <laughs> Who's your wig guy? What do you mean? I don't have a wig guy. Come on, you gotta have a wig guy. <laughs> so early in the movie, when they're eating lunch. Chris Penn's giving the rundown of why there's no music, you know, there's no dancing, blah, blah, blah. And that's when he utters the, like, jump back line, and back. which is the best. <laughs> and then and then he says another line, which I feel like is underrated. He's like, what, you get busted for bopping? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. We should use that more, too. Yeah, when he but... tells that story about Ginger, he's like, oh, make Ginger pop. And yeah. Then, and then Willard's all like, I mean, you can tell he's like, oh, shit, yeah. And then Kevin Bacon's like, nah, none of that happened. But we yeah. did dance. That was a really <laughs> awkward, awkward, like, exchange there at the end. Like, I, they both I just... It. I thought it was so funny. He's like, he's just, like, firing him up. And then, you know, he's just all, it's, oh, it's just getting sexier and sexier. But, like, and they Willard's both just... didn't say anything at the end for, like, a long time. I think it was, just, they held on to it for a little too long. Oh. Well, I just think it's, I, I just love the, Willard's like, no way. And he's like, no, nah, none of that's true. But I did, we did dance. I just I, love that, like, but we did dance. I did make a note, though, when he's telling that story. He's talking about how he starts dancing with this girl, and then she starts to buy him beers. Uh-huh. Is that your, is that your theory, like your strategy when you go to the bar? Is that you're like, I'm going to show off my dance move, and these ladies are going to buy me beers. Is that what you drinks. go there doing it, but then you just intimidate him too much because of your phenomenal <laughs> dance skills? Is that what it is? I, I knew <laughs> he's intimidated by my dance moves. I knew I shouldn't have gone showing off like that. Damn it. Now we know you're lying through your teeth. We're both on a phenomenal dancer. <laughs> you do anything to get me on the go on this trip. All right. I know you're lying through your teeth. Okay. After our wedding crashers uh, tangent there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so they get pulled over because he's li- they're listening to tapes. Listen to the tapes, man. And they're talking about how he's going to get on church and school probation. What the hell is church probation? He's going to be forced to sit at church five days a week. (laughs) No free time. All right. Well, he's going to church. Now that you tell me. And school probation is he's he's stuck at school doing school stuff five days a week. He goes just to school and then he goes to church and then he goes to bed and then he wakes up the next day and does the same thing. So the next, like, kind of, I guess, important part would be when Kevin Bacon and Chuck first kind of clash. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he goes, I thought Pansy's only wore neckties. What? He's calling out Kevin Bacon for wearing a a necktie? Yeah, Chuck was, Chuck had nothing. He had no game. He He had, he likes, he he had no guts. So then he, was a, he, was a, he hit his girlfriend. He yeah, hit, he was. I mean, yeah, hard. that was this that movie was like that was not funny. That was hard to watch. Subtly, like very dark at times. Yeah, 
You know what? That's a good point. Deceptively dark. That's how this movie should be described. Every now and then, you're like, whoa. So then they, they so that kind of starts a little rival rivalry, which sets up the epic tractor chicken off. Yeah, <laughs> which is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard of. Yeah, and I like when Chuck is getting pumped up for it. He's smoking smoking a doobie. I feel like smoking a joint. Yeah, he's smoking some pot. She's like, oh, you smoke too much, and which is funny because even if was it, if he was really high, wouldn't he just be driving like two miles an hour? <laughs> yeah. You know, just be like, oh my, god, out, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, yeah. <laughs> Which this is when they, you know, Kevin Bacon like kind of wins over the rest of the school. Whenever yeah. they do the tractor chicken off, yeah. I need a hero is blasting. His yeah. shoestring's getting caught on the 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 clutch. His shoestring gets caught and he can't jump off. That's right. what he's trying to do. Which is funny though, because like they make it seem like the road is so narrow. Yeah. That. But they could really just go around each other. They they both could have gone around each right. other. But that guy just that guy just knocked. He just fell off. Maybe he just freaked out because he was so high. You know, he's so high. Yeah, and then he falls into the creek. That'll that'll buzz kill mm-hmm. into the creek. So I have a question. Okay. When you get really angry and pissed off at life, do you take your car and drive to an abandoned warehouse <laughs> with some brewskis and some cigarettes? It was an open brewski. I've already had a couple brewskis in this scenario. Right, right. Well, I said with some brewskis. Okay, brewskis. Some and then, already drunk. And then you just smoke a cig, smoking and then sick. you just fucking, you just dance that shit out. You just go in there and go to town. How, before we get into this, how have we not mentioned that he drives a yellow Volkswagen Beetle? <laughs> right. Yeah, this is true. He drives a bug. He drives a like a 60s bug. Okay. Um... It, it, in the past, it has not been the way that I blow off steam. But from now on, <laughs> it's the only way I blow off steam. And then, like, occasionally, like, maybe punch your car a little or, like, dramatically slam your hands on the hood kind of thing. Or dramatically, halfway through my dancing run, whatever, realize that I'm too hot in my sweatshirt and oh. rip off my Oh, sweatshirt. yeah, you got to rip it off, man. You're, you're getting rainforest sweaty. You got to do something. <laughs> the, the sweatshirt has to come off. And so I just take it off and I throw it somewhere in this warehouse. Right. I'll never find it again. You don't want to find it again. In the warehouse, I find bars and poles that are smoothed and my hands are not sweaty. So I'm able to do, uh, you know, the same parallel bar moves that I was doing earlier in the film. Right. Right. And the music is coming from somewhere. I don't know where the music's coming from. It might just be in my heart. Probably your heart and also the dash of the bug. You think it's that loud? Well, uh, it it's movie amazing. magic because if you play one, you know, a, a tiny little speaker, the whole town can hear it. So, it was an abandoned uh, warehouse, I suppose. Right. So that's helpful. I love. So after this, they're like really trying hard to get Chris Penn to dance. Yes. And I love the whole oh, training scene. They go to a honky tonk thing. Yeah, they go to a honky tonk thing, and Sarah Michelle. Or Sarah, Sarah Jessica, Jessica Parker, Parker just wants to dance. Yeah. You can just see it. Look how much she wanted to dance there. She wanted to dance so much, which is where we go with our, like, Faison's rule of two is that girls don't care how good you can dance as long as you just dance. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then if you are a really good dancer, then you're Kevin Bacon. That's right. And girls start buying you drinks. Exactly. <laughs> with the seats that go all the way back. <laughs> oh, baby, make ginger pop. 
<laughs> no, none of that's true. But we did dance. But I, he's like trying to. First, he starts off with teaching Chris Penn how to snap. Yeah, you got to start somewhere. Yeah, right. Get, get that rhythm. Get that rhythm. Yeah. This is just like one big white guy stereotype. Like he can't yeah. snap. Yeah, can't find the beat. So, what would your training regimen be if you were trying to teach an uninitiated person to dance? Oh man, that's a really good question. I think. Oh, I so mean, think why not? If, all right, here we go. Why think, here we go. The wheel. Why reinvent the wheel? Just go exactly with this. No. Do the exact same. Songs. Think if you have R W <laughs> yeah. as your as your model, your your big yeah. ball of molding clay. Not me, yep. but you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you need to you need to shape him into a world class dancer. How do you start? Yeah. Go. Um, well, I mean, you got to find the beat, and I think R Dub could probably find the beat. But what song would I use? Yeah, what song gotta, would what song would you use? We got to find something has a good beat. I'm gonna I'm thinking Thunderstruck. By <laughs> That's not really a good song to dance to, though. But it's a good song to find the beat. It's a good song to drink to. You get the beat going. Oh yeah. Maybe that's how I get R Dub to join. Play a little know? Thunderstruck, and then play a little Thunderstruck, and then I just get him every now, every time it goes thunder. You just slam your feet on the ground. Mm-hmm. There's that's how you find the beat. Okay, okay. Then we uh, then we uh, we get up a little bit. Maybe some uh, Jackson Five. Oh yeah, good beats there. How about Hall and Oates? Oh oh yeah, little. That's H- a tough one though. H and O man, H and O all Oates day long. Hollow's might be graduation ceremony. So maybe before that, <laughs> uh, I would say maybe like a Mariah Carey song, uh, <laughs> something traditional. Okay. okay. So, basically, you, go ahead. What would you do? Uh, no, this this is a one way question. I don't. I didn't. Oh, okay. You know, Sorry. I'm not the master, so <laughs> I might play the uh, the theme song to Pineapple Express. You know what I mean? <laughs> Just like a. <laughs> oh my goodness! A song from there would be really good to get the beat. So, from here, Kevin Bacon is like hell bent on changing this little town. And he's like, "I want to have a dance, yeah, a high school dance." And so, his mom asked him later, like, "Why are you, why are you putting, why are you trying to screw over this town or whatever?" And he's like, "I'm not doing it for them. I'm doing it for me." <laughs> <laughs> so, so he like has to go in front of the school or not school, the like city council. City council. Which counselors? Takes, which is, takes a lot of balls for a high schooler to do. Takes a lot of balls. Luckily, uh, he's thirty when he's this movie's filmed, so he's got balls. Was that how old he was? Did you I check? don't know. He's got to be old though. He didn't fact check. Everybody. I mean, his best friend in the movie, not Willard, but the other real stuff strong guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy's 35, 40 years old. At least when this film. I'm pretty sure that's the guy on NCIS New Orleans right now. I don't think so. No. I'm pretty sure. You talking about the kid from? Uh, Sling Blade. What? The kid from Sling Blade is in. I'm pretty sure he was. He might not still be anymore. Lucas is Black this, is was, the NCIS guy. Is one of them? I thought. No, nah, like the big head, like NCIS guy from New Orleans in the NCIS New Orleans. Is he younger though? Does he kind of have like a real? Thick... He's old. He's like 60, 70. Oh. Well, not the not that young kid. I know who you're talking about there. That's not him. Okay. Anyways. Yeah, okay, go ahead. <laughs> Losing my track here. Yeah. Um, Stay focused. So yeah, basically he doesn't get the approval to pass the the dance, right? But it's right. like he's weighing on John Lithgow the whole time. And the whole time, like 
him and his daughter who sucks are having like kind of heart to hearts. Yeah. Just about. She shows up at the city council with a t-shirt that says dance your ass off. <laughs> I want that shirt. Oh, cool shirt. That, that will be one of our, our merchandise products. Whenever, whenever we have store available for this podcast, when we have more than five listeners, whenever. So look at, be on the lookout. <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> <laughs> Stay um, tuned. So basically, John Lithgow finally breaks when he sees the book burning that you were talking about. Yeah, earlier. Well, okay, how does Kevin Bacon try to convince everybody? He reads them parts of the Bible. Parts of the Bible, and they talk dancing. about singing yeah. and dancing. Yeah. Right. So then, uh, like the next day, next two days, the guy who has been pushing this book burning thing finally pulls it off at the library, and they're burning everything. I mean, they got eight-year-old kids walking back and forth with stacks of books, throwing them into a, a big uh, barrel, setting them on fire. It's very, very Nazi-like. John Lithgow loses his shit. He's like, what have we done? Right. And you're like, oh, shit. See, he wasn't that hateable. He's actually a pretty, you know, centered guy. Just kind of got astray for a little while. Got carried away a little bit with yeah. grief. Yeah, grief brings that out of you, man. Yep. Yeah. Meanwhile, <laughs> also we we've forgotten to mention Kevin Bacon's been working at a feed factory. Who his boss was like secretly an asshole, secretly hilarious at the same time. Oh yeah, both. I'd love to work for that guy. That guy was hysterical. <laughs> Are you stupid or something? He asked him that in a <laughs> yeah. little interview. Yeah, sounds like a boss we had once. Yeah, I wouldn't quite go that far. No, he was fun to work for. I uh, know he wasn't. He wasn't that mean, though. Is what I'm saying. Oh, I know, but he would like jokingly be mean, kind of. Um, so, the boss suggests to him that they could have it like in this abandoned part, like the basement, basically of that warehouse. Is that what I'm gathering? Yeah. Or something? Or like some kind of yep, that's right. Yeah. He's like, I got a detached bunch of room. Yeah, yeah. And so. They Kevin or John Lithgow like gives him the thumbs up for the dance, and then ballsy of balls moves. Kevin Bacon comes over to the house and asks John Lithgow if he can take his daughter to that dance. Yeah, this same guy, this man, this same guy that who's been fighting like the whole time he's been in town. His adversary, he goes and walks, looks him in the eye, and asks, "Hey, can I take your daughter to this dance?" Yeah. How did he get through the doorway with balls that big? <laughs> Fucking savage man. What a lad. <laughs> that's that's pretty awesome. What a lad. <laughs> so, oh, I forgot to I forgot to bring this up earlier. When uh Kevin Bacon is hanging out with the girl, I think they're in a car maybe. One of the several scenes where it's just them and she's being super flirty and she's mm-hmm. like, "Don't you want to kiss me?" And he was like, I don't know, maybe someday. I mean, it was like, oh, burn. Because he, he even yeah, says, savage. like, what a savage. <laughs> he even says, <laughs> I feel like you kissed a lot of people or something like that. And it was just like, dude, he's just cutting, cut, being cutthroat right now. Just fucking he did, brutal. He Willard had said, I don't know about her, man. I feel like she's kissed a lot of guys. Yeah. So, yeah. Kevin Bacon telling her, uh, telling her how it know. is. Yeah. Sometimes you got to let her know. Is that is that what you do? Is that your is that your uh, your strategy? Yeah, you know I'm a weak ass. <laughs> Whatever she wants, she gets. Baby wants eight lemons. I got them. baby gets eight lemons. Baby wants baby gets. 
maybe wants to, you know, string you on for two weeks, you know, whatever. Maybe, maybe a year. Who knows? Whatever. Yeah, yeah it's fine. Good. Yeah, it's yeah, cool. That's cool. Sure, sounds good. Yeah, I'll do that. That'd be fun. <laughs> oh man. All right. So then here we go. We get to like the the pinnacle part of the movie. They're finally at the dance, and then uh, they go outside. They go outside and wait. Is the is uh, SJP's name Rusty in this movie? Is she? I think it's Rusty. Okay. So then the, it okay. there's like a little bit of a scuffle outside with Chuck and like some of his cronies. And Five then, of them. What? And yeah. Just Willard all by himself. Willard, Willard like, Chris Penn's out there. Him. Chris Penn's out there, and he's like, "No, he's like, man, through some other time, he's like, but I promised Rusty I wouldn't fight." And then. They like start to scuffle with them, and she's in. I don't know. She says something, and then he's like, "What do you want me to do?" She goes, "I want you to kick their ass." <laughs> yeah, she totally turns. Yeah, <laughs> kick their ass, and he starts fighting. And he takes on two of them, but he can't handle all five. And then Kevin Bacon, comes his running bash out. brother, like, comes out. Big, big boy, tough guy, <laughs> five on one. Uh. And then the two of them take them all down against a lead pipe. Right. This was pipe? like this was a crazy high school fight. You, there were lead pipes like involved. Off, jumps off the porch and like karate <laughs> kicks him right in the chest. Power this, Rangers. This was some acrobatic shit for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but I love that it's like this is crazy intense fight. Like people probably have like skull fractures and all this stuff. And like Kevin Bacon like collects himself. And goes down and just starts yelling. And he goes, "Let's dance!" <laughs> and then yeah, everyone yeah, goes crazy. Like that, that adrenaline pumping. Yeah. And that is the '80s. And then People. you get post-production glitter all over the screen. Oh yeah, all didn't like, over. Didn't like that. Didn't think it was necessary. Could have just had the. Could have just had a light show. But I just love that, like back to back of like crazy intense fight. Go downstairs. Let's dance. <laughs> Yeah, and that's a yeah. It's a, it's a good scene. Very iconic. It is a good scene. They dance. Everybody's in. Everybody's in the groove. Everybody has a good time. Lithgow's out there. He catches a peek through the window. He dances with his with his wife. They kiss. You see his soft side. You've seen his tough side. And then uh, and then that's the end of the movie. Credits roll. Right. What'd you think? I I mean I've seen it before and I'll see it again. That's my attitude. I love this movie. Every time I see it, I, I don't know if I'd schedule a time to see it, like other movies that I have. <laughs> right. This is like but a I good, would... this is another good fall movie, I feel like. It's good, like, good Saturday morning movie. when it's cold outside, and uh-huh. you're not ready to start watching football and start being depressed. So you watch, you watch some Footloose, get it going. Get some Footloose going. <laughs> Ooh, Bubba, Bubba agrees, I think. The dog barking out here. Is Bubba going to go crazy? No, so far, so good. Bubba's, Bubba's also a big Kenny Loggins fan. He loves, he, he's like, he's like. I heard somebody say, let's dance. I'm here, I'm here. Let's, <laughs> I'm let's. here, let's do this, bitches. <laughs> Literally, bitches, because he's a dog, so. Bubba is a uh, a 40-pound pug to the, our listeners out there who have stuck around for the entire uh, 52 minutes here. Um, and he says hello. He says hello. He's been good this whole show but uh it turns out now he wants to bark so um, what would you what would you rate this movie i would give this movie as close to five stars as i could get see, i love i love all parts see, you see what i did here i turned it around so you had I an answer first so you would steal my answer 
I know I'm, what's going to happen, though. You're going to say four stars. I'm going to be like, yeah, you know, four <laughs> points. That's what I mean. Four, four stars is what I'm giving it. Yeah. Because it's it's pretty great for many reasons, just like the nostalgia and ridiculousness of the 80s. Uh, the, I Jump mean, the, There's some pretty good actors in it, maybe not their best performances, even though the, the lead woman sucks. Um, Could have been better. Yeah. Who would you have liked better from the 80s in this? As her? I tell you who I would not have liked better, and that's the woman from Top Gun. Cannot stand. Oh, really? Hate the woman from Top Gun. Why don't you like her? Can't stand her. Okay, here's who I would have liked better in it. Okay. Uh, Elizabeth the Shoe. Uh-huh. You, uh, have you seen, you've seen uh, Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead, right? Yes. The main sister in that? Oh, she's also yes. in Babysitter's Club? No, okay, no, no, just I, kidding. No, no, she's in Babysitter's Club, sorry. I'm thinking of Christina Applegate in Don't Tell Mom, Babysitter's Dead. She's okay. in Babysitter's Club. Er, okay. Yeah. I can think of Christina Applegate. I still No, Adventures in Babysitting. Is. God, I can't talk. Adventures in Babysitting is what Adventures I Adventures mean. in Babysitting, I can picture that woman. Yep, yep. I can picture her. That she's main girl. Great. I would she's much rather... in Back to the Future. In one of them, in the second one, right? Or the first one? Uh, second and third. She's... She's the he has a different girlfriend in the first movie, the second and third movie. Well, different a, actress, same girlfriend. Sorry, same girlfriend. Yeah. yeah, I think her name is Elizabeth Shue. I believe is her name. Elizabeth Shue is the actress's name. I'm. I'm oh familiar. yeah, I don't. I don't care. Anyway, yeah, that's uh, that's who I would rather have. As, I would. I think she would have been really good. Just because yeah, she's, she's more like she's more likable. I can. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, does this woman is she in anything else do you know uh she was in some other 80s movies and then she's been in some other stuff like the late 2000s but nothing like this was probably her biggest movie yeah man too bad uh also not too bad i'm I'm not she she didn't she didn't steal my heart like she like elizabeth shoe would have we never saw any rain correct i mean there was not suicide but there was like domestic violence Talks of death. Um, yeah, I mean, really, you really could say somber. she stood on that on those two cars, and I think if those two cars had just kept going, she would have just she would have died. There were some very serious topics like domestic violence, yeah. death, yeah. and grief. Yeah, censorship with burning of books and yeah. all that crazy stuff. I mean, this movie was buckle, like super heavy, up, laced it? with you know, crazy eighties teen movie. Go ahead and buckle up because it's a long ride. Is that is that how that goes? I think so. I think <laughs> mm, yeah, sure. Um, was yeah, no, good, good, really good movie though, and I'm gonna give it a four point five. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, ridiculous, ridiculous. I knew five stars was too high. I just never know what you're gonna say. That's what pisses me off. Why do you need? Like, a, why do you care what I say? Be your own man. I am my own man. I'm a real boy. <laughs> that's what all your... You got my that's, gumdrop buttons. That's, that's what all the ladies say to you, right? Be Aww. a man. That's not nice, man. Don't cut me on my knees. At your knees? I don't even know what that means. Don't slice me. Slice you? You're not a pizza. <laughs> uh, I can't stay mad at you. That's the thing. <laughs> even though you're being a little bird. <laughs> I'm not. Well, uh... We have an idea for next time. We might, well, we might ponder that one. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's your yeah. turn next time. It right? is my turn next time. We're not gonna, we're not gonna give it away though. Yeah, and maybe we won't have a hiatus. I'm not gonna point any fingers at why this one 
took last so long week was to just record. Crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll be back next week, friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So tell your Wait friends, you tell your then. mothers, tell your brothers. <laughs> this is two dudes, one chick flick. We are out.